coming up on a jam-packed Season 2, Episode 8 of Zero Doinks. There is so much stuff going on. We've got Hams and Eggs with a Vikings fan with a podcast. That's pretty interesting. Hams and Bread returns, of course, America's favorite gambling segment with a very special guest that you might remember from Season 1, Gray Balls. A Gray Balls segment. Boom! Right back at you. The return of See Me After Class, plus much, much more. The Last Dance will definitely be a topic because it was red hot. Thank you for listening. We love you. Zerdoink, stay tuned. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zerdoinks. Zerdoinks. Welcome to Zerdoinks, episode eight, season two. We are on location at a celebrity's backyard. He will be named later. How you feeling, Dan Doinks? I feel amazing. There's so many birds just sucking and fucking back here. So apologies. Sorry, not sorry for those erotic aviation sounds. Is that right? Something like that. Absolutely. This would be a good time to mention that we are sponsored by Anchor. So thank you, Anchor, for providing the power behind us. We're so happy to be part of your family so you can hear all the sucking and fucking by the birds. Speaking of power, thank you, Hams, for powering this episode in this backyard with the birds. I just want to say it again. They're sucking and they're fucking. I hope Beasel doesn't hear this episode. It's amazing. No, I can't wait to witness all of the birds' orgies. It's going to be fantastic. I might jump in. I don't know about you and or our guests, but it's possible. Well, I would definitely hump the over on that one. That was a clue whose yard we're sitting in. Am I right? Call back to season one and every episode since because we can't stop talking about humping the under. Um, Anywho, Dan, we had a very, very special guest offer... A congratulations to you on behalf of Zero Doinks. Let's listen. Oh, okay, let's do it. Hey, Dan, this is Darius Mack with the Chicago Bears. I just want you to know that your podcast now has listeners in all 50 states. <laughs> so congratulations, Dan. Keep up the good work. Oh, wow. That was that was an interesting... Thank you, That was really Ladarius nice. Mack. Holy shit. Yeah. What a good guy. Wow, that was fantastic. What really a fucking that. sweetheart. I hope I hope he makes the team. Yeah. He's not going to, right? I doubt it. He does kind of look like Khalil, even more squished down than Khalil's face does. It's kind of awkward. Who do you think has the bigger dick? Uh, I'm thinking one of those birds I just saw in the tree yeah, no because, doubt. whoa, that thing was a swinger. A lot of falcons back here. Oh, God. Roddy White? <laughs> Fuck you, Roddy White. Bears are racist, Roddy White. Bears are ra- racist. Race? What? Racist, racist Ryan. Racist? I know you're going to that. <laughs> racist I, Ryan. I hope he shows up, you racist piece of shit. Yeah, you fuck. Uh, we have a very, very lengthy agenda and other things, maybe. Hard to say. Today, a lot of things. It's going to be awesome. We are bringing back a lot of old segments, but with new content. It's going to be fantastic You better keep tuning in. Thank you for listening. Falcons fucking do an anal. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. 
And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You would be the first sober white man to say that, Bill. I'll never forget that horse video, Bill. <laughs> what was the locker room shower situation like uh, for the water polo tip? Uh, pretty much how you would imagine it. Vikings players, a handful of women, staff that was on the boat. Witnesses say the women were flown in. Say a female worker told party involved prostitution use and live sex acts with the players. Right on the village to village, taking all the food and your women. To this day, I'm still waiting on Carnival Cruise Ship to come on with it so we can put together the largest boat party of all time. Ooh, what's that horn? Ooh. All right, hams and eggs back on Zero Doinks for the first time in a while. This is a wonderful segment where we like to flip some eggs around with a special guest, and we have one tonight, Dustin you are a Vikings fan. You have an awesome podcast. Uh, how are you tonight? Feel free to plug where our listeners can find you online. Yeah, I am uh, that Vikings fan. You can also find me on Twitter at that Vikings fan eight, or I have my own brand called Move the Chains. Um, basically, a social network or whatever social sports app um, account. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and then with my podcast, it's uh. It's the MTC Audible's podcast. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. So, yeah, it's all fun on there. We just do NFL talk and love to have some guests on there as well. So, all good. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I think we're just going to fire a couple of questions your way. Uh, and I think this is a good segue. Uh, I think we threw this one your way. What? You know, talking about being online, and I feel like Bill and I bitch a lot about Bears Twitter. What's something that may drive you nuts about Vikings fans in general or just those Vikings fans that are tough guys uh, online? You know, there I, I think a lot of fan bases have these, but it's the fake fans. Like, if something bad happens, they're always against the team. Like, uh, this, this instance, uh, this past it's season offseason when Stefan Diggs got traded you know before he got traded everybody thought he was like a top five receiver or whatever but then you know once he gets traded oh he's such a diva oh he was never that good anyways and I know it's just those type of fans that I know aggravate me just a little bit but no that makes sense um well, a uh, quick segue here not really a segue but did you know that Dan Doink's was a tight end for the Minnesota Gophers. And do you like the Gophers? You know, I did not know that, but um, I, I've been starting to watch a little more college football. I mean, I'm a Wisconsin fan of everything just except the NFL, so I like the oh, Badgers. Oh, no. Dustin. But... Oh, Dustin. <laughs> we were we were off to a hot start there. You're a Brewers fan and a Badger fan? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear it. I really w- pay attention to it. I'm just a fan. You know, I could be a fan of anything if I watch it enough. But you know, some people think I might be a uh, golfer's fan. But well, there's plenty of room on uh, P. 
PJ Flex boat, row the boat. It's not quite the sex boat, but uh, <laughs> I'd say jump on if you want. Yeah, that's right. There's still time to do that. That's true. Well, and speaking of which, have you ever known anyone who's bathed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Or no? You know, actually, I do not. I don't. I. I I've only been in Minnesota maybe like five times. I live in Wisconsin, but oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Are you are you by chance in the western part of the state? That's a lot of a lot of Vikings fans sort of reside over western Wisconsin, right? There are a lot of Vikings fans that way, but I'm just south or just north of Madison, Wisconsin, about thirty minutes from there. So, are you close to the Dells? Yeah, about a hour or so away from there. So I fucking love the Dells. Excuse oh, my language. I mean, no, it's gonna right. get worse. I'm sorry ahead of time. I've had a couple of hams. That's all right. You know, the it's Dells hams and eggs. Well, let, can uh, let me ask you a question. The skull chant. Um, what the hell is that? You know, from what I know, it's I. It's a okay. So there's a Icelandic chant that they do or whatever that's a vikings whatever then there's also a version that's in soccer so we just kind of i don't know mix the two together and made it the skull chant i mean it's pretty intimidating if you go to like any vikings games at u.s bank but uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty um awesome to experience so so let's talk about the 2020 season coming up hopefully uh you know in september on time what do you project for your Vikings? How do you think they're going to finish up? How do you feel Kirk Cousins is going to perform when the spotlight is on him in primetime games? All that good stuff. You know, I'm hoping my Vikings at least make the playoffs. I don't think that the Vikings have had back-to-back playoffs since Mike Zimmer has been coach. So it'll be nice to make the playoffs at least. Got a tough schedule, but I'm sure... We can find some way around that. But um, with Kirk Cousins, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of Kirk. Um, you know, we don't have too many primetime games this year. I want to say we only have like two or three. Um, so hopefully, you know, I like primetime games. So hopefully there's a couple more that gets flexed or something like that. So, you know, I'm just hoping my Vikings squeak into the playoffs or secure a playoff spot. Are you already chalking up that Monday night game in Chicago as a loss? I mean, Kirk Cousins in primetime would scare me. Not me as a Bears fan, but you as a Vikings fan. Yeah, right. I know it's trending that way where you you almost have to just put a loss there. So hopefully we can change the narrative uh, this year. Who is your uh, least favorite NFL team? You can say the Bears. I wouldn't be upset. You know, surprisingly, I actually kind of like the Bears. I mean, not a fan, but I like the Bears. Um, worst team that I don't like? Ah. Say it. Just say it. Well, you say know it. you want to say it. You're amongst them. Yeah, I'm amongst them. It is probably the Packers yes. right now. Second is probably Eagles. Just because of their fans Eagles. or whatever. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, their fans suck. Yeah, I could, I can get down with that. And, you know, I work with two uh, Cowboys fans as well. so Oh, they're terrible. Get rowdy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Jerry Jones kind of looks like he was on the love boat, but he got lit on fire. That's (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, okay, so you are a great Vikings fan, of course. We talked about that. Um, Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss, did they share more touchdown passes or more women of Minnesota? What do you think? You know, as a Vikings fan, for the fan side, I would like to say share more touchdowns. Okay. And touchdown receptions. That's fair. That is fair. Dan Doinks, you got uh, what do you got there, buddy? Yeah, I got another question. I got a scenario for you here. Who would you rather share a lake house with? And please tell me why. Dalvin Cook or Jesse the Body Ventura? You know, it'd be pretty cool to do a lake house with uh, Dalvin Cook just because, you know, it's a popular NFL player. But, I mean... I don't know. I feel like you would just make things fun that way. I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. I've given this some thought. I feel like you're right. Delvin Cook would be a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of partying. He's a young guy, you know, be some weird stuff going on. But if you're looking for a low-key night, that's when you need Jesse. But he's just going to talk your head off, and that would oh. drive me fucking crazy. His accent is beautiful, though. I love Jesse's accent. Um, I don't know. I'm torn. What would you go with, Bill? Um, I would choose C. Uh, Clem Haskins, former Minnesota Gophers basketball coach. We don't speak his name. You shut up, Bill. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Um, All right. So we all hate the Packers. We decided that even though you pretty much said it was the Eagles. What uh, out of the NFC North, how how do you see the standings finishing this year? You think Vikings are in the playoffs? What do you think about the Bears season? How do you project the North going? Who's your Super Bowl pick also? Um, let's see, NFC North standings, I, you know, it's a toss-up right now between the Packers and Vikings for first place. Uh, I could go either way there. Um, third place or second place could definitely be the Bears or Vikings. Um, and then obviously last place will be the Lions because, you know, it's the Lions. Um, they've improved a lot this offseason, which I don't know. Um, they'll still be last for some reason they'll make it that way um and then super bowl uh for my matchup i like uh let's see we can go with the chiefs again that's a good uh good start there and then nfc um you know bucks can make a push um let's see we got the saints they can make a final push as well uh before drew Brees retired yeah i got the bears winning the nfc i don't know i don't know why it just feels right I'm not yeah. biased at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could go anyway. There's no um, definite answer for this one for NFC North. Let me ask you this as a Vikings fan. Who is your least favorite uh, player on the Bears? Who's someone that you that you hate, that you just say, fuck that guy? Uh, let's see. You know, I, I have a love-hate relationship with uh, Akeem Hicks or whatever. Oh, I could see that. Yep, yep. He's a good player, but I don't know. He's just so disruptive. And, um, but he's he's obnoxious. That, I think that's a good answer. I don't know that I would have guessed that, but that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, but I I don't know between Trubisky and um, Hicks. I guess I don't yeah. know. I just don't like Trubisky. <laughs> that's fair. We don't either. <laughs> so, <laughs> we agree on that. Who? I, mean, I was just trying to think who would be Bill. Who would be your current uh, least favorite Vikings? Diggs comes to mind. Yeah, I was going to say it would have been Diggs, but I mean, 
Adam Thielen seems a little annoying, too. I don't know. I mean, I, I love Kirk Cousins, and I want the Vikings to sign him <laughs> to a 40-year extension, but but that but that's probably funny coming from a Bears fan where we have not had a good quarterback pretty much ever. Yeah. So, um, no, I, like old school, like John Randall annoyed me, but he was yeah. really good, and Chris Dolman, but again, they were they were awesome, but I hated him because they murdered us. Yeah, Adrian Peterson was one I absolutely hated as well uh, only because he murdered the bears yes murdered everybody in 2012 and his son i was yeah and beyond <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah that's fair do you have any, any other questions for dustin i'm fresh yeah. out of cute uh, queries um, well i had a question um if uh mike zimmer needed an eye replacement would you volunteer for that do you and i'm just trying to gauge how much you love him <laughs> You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Zimmer as well. You know, I mean, he's a good coach to keep us, like, contending for the playoffs. But there's also times where, you know, a lot of mistakes happen, like clock management, um, where he's always homed on the defense and never worried about offense. But, um, you know, donating an eye, that's pretty risky. That means I have to keep my eye. I mean, I like my eye. I like to see. But... That's I he no. now that I think yeah, that's the that's the perfect answer. I speaking of eyes, I would <laughs> definitely not want to share a lake house with him. He would suck. It. Oh, I, did, how about him on draft night? He was sitting in that huge chair. He looked like a midget ranch sitting house? in that chair yeah. on his ranch with what did it say? Uh, Zimmer house on the fireplace. Great. I don't even know what we call that, but uh, yeah, that was there was a lot to look at there and. If he doesn't, yeah, they, if he needs another eye patch, he needs to put like the, like a Viking face on that or something. Yeah, he'll start looking like the Raiders logo with that eye patch on. Absolutely, <laughs> it's kind of tough. That is so, true. Well, thanks, Dustin, for jumping on and listening to our silly ass questions. <laughs> no, no, we appreciate I, it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I. Appreciate and sorry, I'm it. sitting in the. I look absolutely creepy right now, sitting in the dark. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. It's okay. Dustin, one more time, thank you again for being on Hams and Eggs with us on Zero Doinks. You want to, uh, if, if there's other fans out there that want to follow a lot of Vikings and NFL hot news, where do they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you guys can go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Instagram will be at First Down Marker um, for Move the Chains. Uh, if you want to follow my personal account, uh, it's at that Vikings fan 8 and yeah, some great content out there. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Dustin. Worst of luck to your Vikings this year, but best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah, right back at you. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate it. This has been Hams and Eggs with Dustin, that Vikings fan. See you next segment. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero dykes! Zero dykes! Zero Dykes! Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero Starks! Welcome back. Season 2, episode fucking 8. Have you ever thought about fucking an eight before? Two holes uh, in it. That's that would be great. Anyway, Kirk Cousins. Uh, we're, uh, Kirk Cousins. Whoops. 
Uh, now we're back to our favorite segment that makes a lot of sense for everyone, hams and bread. Still don't understand what that means, but we have a special guest. We sort of teased it before. The birds have stopped fucking because nighttime has fallen on all of us. Who's our guest, Bill? It is a gentleman introduced to America, I believe, episode five of season one, the week of Bears-Packers to kick off the entire NFL. His name, Rick Fieldsman. Rick, how are you doing tonight? You look incredible. Oh, I appreciate you guys coming all the way out to East Chicago to my house to record this. It means a lot. I am doing great. Uh, Have a little bit of a dry cough, a little bit of a constant headache. Can't really smell anything. Other than that, though, I am having a great couple weeks. So on that on that same subject, Rick, rumor has it that you went overseas around New Year's Eve. And uh, I just have one question for you. How did that bat taste? The <laughs> bat wing? You guys, know, you guys know bat wing? I know the bat wing. It's a move. What is it? A, what, what type of move? It's, it's a strong move. But the, well, let me get back to the bat uh, <laughs> delicacy first. So I, uh, I was in a country. I'm not going to say which one. I don't want to be tracked. Uh, 5G is out now, and I, I do not want to be tracked. Does it 5G. rhyme? Does a country rhyme with vagina? <laughs> it does. It does. I was there. I had a little bit of the soup, a little bit of the bat soup, a little bit of the bat pepper, a little bit of the bat salts, and I think there was some guano on the side. I think that's how you say it. Guanu on the side. Okay. It it uh, it it didn't sit well, and it's been a long few months. It's been a long few months, and apologies to anybody out there who's been uh, affected by the, the guano response. So back to the bat wing. It's when you uh, you correct me if I'm wrong here, Rick, but you spread your nutsack out uh, in the what looks to be bat. Do I have that right? I think it's a it's a vein. It's a veiny looking uh, bat wing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, speaking of which, are you circumcised, Rick? That's a great question. Um, America wants to know. Well, my thumb is definitely circumcised. That uh, that happened a long time ago. It's uh, it's from the knuckle up, essentially, there where it's been circumcised. So it's something that I've been dealing with. Um, it was not something I went public about until. Uh, <laughs> You brought it up in season one, episode one. This is the sec. This is season one, episode two, right? I think I was the first. Yeah, this yeah. is the second episode recorded. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been it's been a struggle since then, since the uh, the seven months since you recorded episode one until now. A lot of questions come up about my thumbs. You know what? I just had to embrace it. So uh, instead of uh, high tens, I'm giving a lot of high nines. Um, can't really touch anybody these days. So just. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to nitpick here but wasn't your hand circumcised and not your thumb necessarily i'm not a doctor but yeah what do you think i think it's all relative okay who's relative everybody's everybody's relative do you have a problem bowling have you ever been bowling i have i have uh i have been bowling i continue to bowl i just i just don't use the thumb use the uh other four digits and uh i get his yeah, you say digits you've, me. you've never been to a bowling alley in your life have you rick no i've, I've tossed some balls in my day please don't uh 
Please don't question that. That's fair. Uh, when you first appeared on Zero Doinks, episode one, <laughs> right? Right, absolutely. It's a Rick Fieldsman production, everybody, which is why we're bankrupt. Uh, you, you seemed a little down on your luck, Rick, when we when we first interviewed you in, in East Chicago, where we are currently in your backyard. Uh, any Have there been any big breaks personally, financially, sexually? Anything happened since we last saw you? You look great. Thank you very much. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, so, as you remember, I've uh, been working for Victory Auto Wreckers for a time. Um for some reason, there's not as many cars out on the road. I haven't figured that part out. I don't know if tolls have gone higher. or it was the soup that you had on New Year's Eve. Yeah, either way. Not, not as many cars, so uh, my, my toes my toes are fine. I have, I have 10 toes. But my towing has uh, definitely gone, gone down the tubes a little bit. Uh, it's been a rough go at it. Um, fortunately... Uh, I've been just finding some food on the side of the road wherever I can just to eat that, and I am staying somewhat nutritious. Um, clothes don't fit me as well as they used to. Other than that, though, I think everything's going quite well. So thank you. Thanks for asking that, Phil. I really appreciate it. And yeah. once again, uh, thanks for coming out here to East Chicago, Indiana, for this interview. Absolutely. This is Hams and Bread America's favorite gambling segment. Uh <laughs> You recently celebrated a birthday, and it was a big one. We're not gonna we we don't we don't talk numbers on the show. Um, not a big numbers guy. Not a big numbers guy. And, uh, do you have any uh, birthday traditions? You know what? Uh, fortunately, this year hasn't been different than any other previous years. Uh, stay at home by myself. Search YouTube for about sixteen hours. Cook up a ramen eat it, cook up a second ramen, eat it, and then go to bed. So it's actually a, a quite a nice birthday. Thank you very much for asking me, Phil. <laughs> I, I have a follow-up question. In under 25 words, can you explain to me what the Noid means to you on your birthday? I'm a, I'm a big Domino's fan, big Domino's pizza fan. Uh, the Noid is just a symbol of my childhood. Just eating Domino's three times a week. I think from you got under 25 words. That was great. From Thank a, you. Please don't cut me off. From ages uh, <laughs> four months to 12 years, the Noid uh, was uh, a, a big influence in my life. So thank you for asking. Follow up to that. Have you ever made love to a woman? A what now? Uh, a woman. Have you ever fornicated? I don't like to talk about my private life outside of my birthday traditions. <laughs> but I appreciate the uh, the interest. Absolutely. No, we're all interested. We have Rick Fieldsman on Hams and Bread, uh, gambling segment on Zero Doinks. Rick, um, question number four. Five. Uh, I can't really see real well out here in East Chicago. Have you paid the electrical bill recently? <laughs> uh, the lights uh, scare me a little bit. Uh, they scare my, my pets, my bats that I have uh, hanging around in the attic. Uh, so I like to keep it as dark as possible. Uh, by the way, I've seen a lot of people wearing masks. And uh, what a great time for me that I don't need to show my face around, right? <laughs> 
Finally, this is the time for it. But imagine a mask for your hands. I think they're called gloves. You should you should wear some fucking gloves because your lack of thumbs is creeping me out. It's something that uh, I've dealt with and I don't need to. Uh, plus, when I air out my uh, my thumb, my lack of thumb, it gives me a little bit of the phantom breeze against my thumb, and I sometimes that it's like the wind against my phantom thumb. You've heard of it. It's like a it's like a war thing, right? If somebody gets their leg blown off on uh, Lake Minnetonka, isn't that where they had a battle once? Like you can feel that leg still running through the breeze. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, that was a battle of the North versus South. Uh, I think uh, 2008, I believe, was the date of that war. Um, so yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of traditions on Lake Minnetonka. Is, is am I to believe that uh, Rick is a marble sharp? I mean, this is a gambling segment. Are we? Were we going to get there? Yeah, or? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Have Let's you, see. Uh, who do you like this yeah. week? Oh, yeah. it, are, are you talking about the Marbula One uh, season two? What else would I be talking about? Of course, I'm talking about Marbula One. <clears throat> I am a big Marbula One fan. If anybody has not seen any of the Marbula One races, feel free to go to marble-sports.com. <laughs> Happens to be the only uh, saved link on my homepage, except for a couple other um, i'm shocked you have a computer to be perfectly honest with you no no uh, my newspaper that i write all my websites that i go to down it's on the front page of the newspaper that i open oh it's literally a chain link correct C- correct uh i i mean how do you bet against yellow marble this week <clears throat> that's a great question i don't know i've only seen episode one episode one race one I don't know what what we call it. Hard to say. Bill's, uh, Bill's into the white one. I know that. And he choked the first one. And that, if I could be honest with you, that white marble is very much like racist Ryan. <laughs> very racist. So I. Uh... <laughs> Any comment on that, Rick? As a uh, as a journalist, as a as a man of integrity. I what think, do you think the word about... the word you're looking for is beat writer. Marbula One beat writer, uh, one and only, I believe. I haven't updated my Twitter profile with that. About to do so next time I get allowed into the public library where I can update my <laughs> Twitter handle. Um, I I think that Dan Doings here is right on the money uh, with 40% of what he says throughout this podcast. But the yellow marble is the one to take home. And the odds on the yellow marble are not set yet, but whatever it is, you just got to throw your money in it. Just throw it, throw it on the yellow. <clears throat> no, that's absolutely fair. Any other sports that you've been trying to watch? Funny, uh, funny, yeah. you sh- funny. You should ask that, Phil. Um, I've, uh, I had the chance. I, I awoke to a text message, which, which is my neighbor putting a post-it note on my window, <laughs> and he said that there were sports on FS1 this weekend, and it was the Bundesliga soccer uh league bundesliga no no it was the bundesliga uh league now unfortunately i woke up at 11 30 and wasn't able to watch any of the matches but um all right hey, explain it to explain it to dan here what the fuck is that oh but the cricket bundesliga it is the uh germany football league and they started up games no audience and I just want to know who you guys are taking this uh, this well, season. Speaking of racist, Ryan Hitler, huh? <laughs> Not a great guy, I think. 
What are my right. options? I didn't give you any options. <laughs> I like Liverpool. I think um, I think that's the Premier League or something of that ilk. I believe that's correct. Absolutely. I, I personally, I'm taking FC Schalke 04. That is, they're from Gelsenkirchen in Germany, and they are amazing. They are amazing. Ich bin einer Flughafen. Is this a Shawshank Redemption thing we're doing right now? I don't know what's happening. Fuzzy britches. Thank you, Rick Fieldsman here, our special guest on Hams and Bread. Uh, Rick, any, anything else you're looking forward to? Do you think sports are going to reopen, and do you know what that means? Absolutely not, Phil. Uh there is a 0% chance that we will have any sports this summer, into the fall. This Bears podcast season two will continue into 2021-2022 season. Uh, you will be refunded your season tickets, but no, there is no chance any sports will be played. Where can people find you, Rick, on social media and your OnlyFans account of uh, missing thumbs fetishes? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I have yet to receive a single view on that one, so allow me to promote my Instagram handle of at Rick Fieldsman. Uh, you will find my latest and greatest updates on life, on Star Wars, and on anything else Bears-related and Marvel-related. Well, and I think we need to clarify it's Fieldsman, M-E-N, not M-A-N. Uh, what's, where, <laughs> you would know better than me. What uh, what's your native tongue like? Where where was the first fieldsman patched? That's what I want to know. Do I detect an accent? Uh, the fieldsmen's are of the Canadian descent, and um, we are Canadians, and uh, we we traveled south, and we continue to do so. So, in the thousand years of the fieldsmen, we've made it a few hundred miles. Uh, <laughs> Still, uh, still a little bit of ways to go, but uh, slowly but surely. Fantastic. Um, did you ever meet your parents, Rick? Uh, I have, yes, and uh, they are great Canadians. They, uh, I believe they they made it as far as Algonquin. <laughs> well, that's good because I heard a nasty rumor that you were dropped off at Wayne Gretzky's front door upon birth. No, fortunately, uh, fortunately, that has uh, that is not true. That is a nasty rumor. Uh, Phil, one last uh, parting question for you. Absolutely, I'm in. I would like to know your uh, fondest memory of Michael B. McCaskey. Uh, as we know, some very sorrow news this week, but uh, I would just like to know what uh, what what memories that brings of the uh, of the Michael. No, my a great hard-hitting question. You must be a beat reporter. If Rick Fieldsman is anything, he is a deep human. Oh, God, he does go deep. Just ask that. He kind of dodged that fornication question, actually. I think he told us everything we need to know. He is absolutely not throwing his thumbs inside of a lady or a man or whatever. Whatever feels right. I shouldn't have assumed that it was a woman. I I apologize, Rick. No, I was insulted personally. Mike McCaskey. Uh, <laughs> my favorite memory of Mike McCaskey was his hiring of Dick Duran. Uh, mm. You know, just, just one hell of a hire that led to Mike McCaskey's eventual firing uh, of general manager? Not really, kind of. He had a weird title. Yep. 
before Jerry Angelo arrived after the disaster that was Dick Duran. What about what about you, Dan Doinks? Not to steal Rick's thunder here. Uh, yeah. It's a bummer. Sorry, buddy. He wanted to move the team to Gary, right? Wasn't that not Gary or what? Wasn't he sort of the driver behind that? That's kind of near East Chicago. You any feelings on that, Rick? I don't know. Uh, other than it's 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 very close. Uh, it would have made uh, my drive a little bit shorter for me to not be allowed into the stadium. Uh, but both, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a sad story for the Bears fans. But uh, on a more positive note, uh, this rookie Cole Kmart, he seems like he's going to be the real deal. Uh, big fan of the the uh, Catholic League boys, uh, obviously in Indiana. South Bend, Cole Kmart, something we've been talking about for quite a bit of time. Um, visited many Kmarts in my day, so not sure if he's related or not. But uh, I think there's some positive news here going into the 2021-2022 season. Uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Bears. You ever eaten the restaurants inside of a Kmart? If so, what was your favorite thing on the menu? Yeah, I uh, the Swedish fish. I always go Swedish fish as an appetizer. I always go Swedish fish as an entree. So I, the Swedish fish, I mean, they're just, they're the perfect amount of not fresh where they just stay with you. Rick, it has been incredible having you on Hams and Bread. You are a gambling savant, as our audience just heard. You know, they got a lot of tips from you. It's great. Uh, Rick, a little moisture on the old microphone doesn't help anybody, if you know what I mean. You'll learn that when you finally make love to a woman. I'm taking notes, boys. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, glad to be here for the second episode of Zero Doinks. Uh, it's something that I've been looking forward to for seven months. Yeah. Not very good at math. I think that works out. Uh, but I, for episode three, hopefully that happens at some point. Um, if that does happen, I hope you have me on again. So thank you very much, Phil and Dan. Always a pleasure. And thanks for having me because it's always a pleasure. This was absolutely great. And uh, Bill and I would be happy to chip in and pay your electrical bill for electrical electric bill for at least the next two weeks. So keep us posted. That means a lot. Uh, the chicken in my freezer is getting a funky smell. So the uh, freezing, refreezing it should be fine. So thank you very much. No, absolutely. That That's good advice. Um <laughs> for our audience to consider as they get ready for dinner tonight. <laughs> this has been Hams and Bread. This has been Rick Feelsman. Follow him at Rick Feelsman. Not man, but men. Many men. Thank you so much for joining us on Hams and Bread. It's See Me After Class. This week's spotlight shines on Mike Mulligan. A staple. Yes. <laughs> See Me After Class. My friends don't even See me after class. This is see me after class. I won't, David. I won't. Shit stirring troll, a passive aggressive tweeter, and just a complete weird. See me after class. Whoa, 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 whoa! Season two, episode eight. Fuck! I always forget. We are back. We got a segment coming back that everyone's been real wet for. I love this segment. America loves it. It's a real segment, unlike hams and bread. I don't know what the fuck that is. 
This is See Me After Class. Bill, who are you going to fuck up this week? Oh, thank you so much, Dan. It feels incredible sitting in this smack seat again. It has been a long, long time. Tonight, the spotlight shines brightly for the second time in smack history on Dan Weeder. Oh, my God. I fucking knew it. That weird. As you may know. Dan is a second-rate Chicago Bears beat reporter for the Chicago Tribune. Dan has also described himself as an enterprise writer for the Trib, which I think now finally comes into play regarding today's smacking. Dan has been allowed to write articles about ESPN's The Last Dance, which, as most know, is a 10-part documentary chronicling the Michael Jordan-era Bulls, especially 97-98. This just-concluded documentary was nearly flawless, with one notable exception. Dan Wiederer's annoying tweets and his articles regarding the subject matter of The Last Dance. I mean, Dan Doinks and I mentioned on a previous Zero Doinks episode how obnoxious Wiederer was during the ramp-up to the documentary. He boasted about how he'd already watched all 12 episodes, and wow, look at me. I already know that it's great, and I'm here to remind you that I've seen it, and it's great. Shut up, Dan. Shut up. Shut up, you inadequate, bony-faced, self-absorbed bastard. You see... As usual, Dan makes it about himself instead of the documentary. Dan loves to spread his Twitter seed all over his 27,000 followers' timelines, hoping that one of his boys is a determined enough swimmer to fertilize a Twitter egg avatar. To wit, immediately after the airing of episode 6 of The Last Dance, Dan promoted his latest column, which was titled, Sorry, Michael Jordan, you were a role model, whether you wanted to be or not. The quote that Dan was all up in arms about after episode six that Michael said was as follows, quote, If I had the chance to do it all over again, I would never want to be considered a role model. It's like a game that's stacked against me. There's no way I can win, unquote. Let's dumpster dive into Dan Wiederer's self-proclaimed essay in response to Jordan's statement. Dan seems offended by the idea of Michael not wanting to be Dan's hero, but he writes it in a way that makes it seem like Dan is not talking about himself. It's very confusing and comes across very smug. Now, the way he wrote it's hard to describe, so just bear with me. Also, I've had 9,000 hams. In the column, Dan is talking about younger Dan Wiederer's life, addressing him as, quote, you instead of me or I. So read this poorly, well, I guess you just listen to this poorly written sentence, and you'll understand why Dan is better served writing his ignorable Bears articles as opposed to long-form opinion columns. Quote, you were seven when the Bulls drafted MJ, a first grader on the Northwest side falling hard for basketball, unquote. Well, first of all, the way that sentence reads, the audience is left to believe that the Bulls drafted a seven-year-old suburban boy with a number three pick of the 1984 draft. I mean, come on, Tribune. Couldn't you have found an actual writer for this project? Why don't you bring back David Haw for this? He might have found a Ball State angle to ejaculate his journalistic chops into with his rubbery, sweaty, boring penis. Sorry for the transgression. Let's digression. (laughs) And transgression also. 
let's go back to picking all sorts of nits in and around Dan's assay. <laughs> Here are another few lines to show how much Michael meant to a young Dan Weederer. Written confusingly in a not really first person kind of way. Quote, the adulation went well beyond super fan deification. You also loved observing how Jordan handled himself, how he treated the pursuit of success as a mission to be attacked. All along the way, you were taking notes. You were fortunate to have so many others in your life who served as an incredible example. Your parents pushed you at everything you did, but always with a welcome combination of encouragement and support. Your siblings set standards for academic excellence that forced you to create good habits to keep up on. And through school and sports, you were blessed with terrific teachers and engaged coaches and similarly ambitious friends and teammates. Unquote. Okay. That's a really weird sentence, and this is a weird article, right? Like, I'm picturing Dan typing this column up, sweating with excitement, finally able to let the world know about how much Michael Jordan meant to him as a child, while also taking this opportunity to compliment his parents and his teachers and his siblings. But why? Why would anybody give a fuck about Dan Weederer's upbringing, upbringing, upbringing? Why this is being published? Who gives a shit? I mean, the average person that even cares about the Trib is, what, 65 years old? Why would Dan even think this article would speak to them? But back to the article. Finally, Dan gets to the crux of his bitching. The statement that Michael made, which stung into Dan's very, very thin skin so deeply and painfully. Quote, You think back to that original statement, to Jordan's disappointment that he wasn't able to keep everybody happy, and his declaration that if he had to do it all over again, he wouldn't want to be considered a role model. You hope that he would take a little bit longer to think that through, to realize that he never had a choice in participating, and that when he played the game, he enjoyed high-level success, unquote. Dan, you're supposed to be a professional writer, right? So let's do better. Wouldn't it be important to provide the context in which Jordan made that statement? Based off of when the comment was made, or at least was edited in, what seemed to fuel Jordan's comment was his memory of the media heat that he got after his all of his gambling associates, all of his gambling issues. Jordan liked having full control over his valuable image and brand, right? We all know this. It's obvious. That's one of the reasons that Jordan famously didn't like taking public political stands. But are we to assume that he doesn't hold political opinions? That'd be weird, right? Jordan was charitable, and he was giving of his time, but that wasn't enough for Dan Weederer, as he felt the need to send a cheap shot in his column, noting that MJ's, quote, unimpressive record of community involvement, unquote. That feels a little presumptuous of Weederer to think that Michael was not at all involved in the community, and just because there isn't any evidence of obvious public relations campaigning for charitable works, right? Does that not in and of itself feel exactly like what Michael was describing, an unfair media double standard and a game that was stacked against him in some way? But enough from me, Bill Doinks, drunk off his ass. I feel like I've been droning on, like an overwrought Dan Weederer tweet. So let's let somebody else sum up the correct response to Dan's self-biographical column. Let's hear from at Pauly Ballgame on Twitter and his reply, quote, Michael didn't say he wasn't a role model. He said he wished that he wasn't. 
why does this merit a column, unquote. Thank you, Pauly Ballgame, for saying in three sentences what I've been trying to say for the last thousand words. Dan Wieterer's column was pointless. For Dan, it's always about him and his constant need for attention, affection, and adulation. So, Dan... Now that former Bears reporter Rich Campbell is out of the way and you've moved up a rung on the Tribune's Bears beat, I want you to do two things. First, the next time you're at Soldier Field and Brad Biggs stands up from his press box chair to go dump out his breakfast burrito, I want you to go nose deep into the fabric of Brad Biggs' chair. Just really get in there. And then afterward, I want you to log on to Twitter and describe your observations regarding the fragrance of Brad's anal acoustics. Secondly, I've already asked you once, Dan, but here's your second request. Dan Weederer, see me after class! Gribbles? <laughs> Grayballs. Grayballs. A gray of balls. Fast break, dribble, dribble, big and burly in the middle. Led by two athletic brothers, opponents, breathless defense mothers. Rick Fieldsman humped the over. The Fieldsman shake makes women smolder. Mike P making the latest tingle. Stat cheap filling with a triple single. Bill and Dan Doigs are as smooth as yams. Did you see them pregame slinging the hams? Call your kids and wake a friend's wife. The great balls all winning it all tonight. Great balls. The final world champ of all the world. Run that! <laughs> Gray Balls is back as inspired by one of our listeners out there. We're going to get to him in a second, but we want everybody to know that we have two special guests. One of whom was a star on our team. He's a big man with a big mouth. You heard from him earlier. Rick Fieldsman, a Gray Balls All Star. Rick. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Phil. Always great to be back. Always great to discuss gray balls. Thank you. No, it's it's amazing having you, but no offense, Rick, the highlight of this segment, this guest list, is the general manager, the architect, the chess player royale, the coach, the brains, the brawn, the balls of gray balls, Coach Cuse. Welcome to Zerdikes. All right, thanks for having me. Quite the uh, quite the intro there. Do you uh, feel that you're more Jerry Krause or Phil Jackson in this gray ball scenario? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like to think of myself uh, more of a Phil Jackson type of guy for sure. Um, it took a while. It took quite the effort to uh, to uh, lead this team this year. As you know, we had some early early struggles. We did, and what was running through your head as as a coach and you know the the sole person responsible for the success of the Gray Balls franchise? You saw you saw how we all played. I mean, you're on the team. You you're you're not just a coach, but you're a player. 
uh, what'd you think of Grey Balls week one through five? What ran through your head? How would you describe it? Adjectives, please. Yeah, so um, I got to say early on we were, I was I was particularly worried. Um, the uh, game one, um, I was thinking about this the other day for some reason, but we were, we were facing a team that probably had an average age of, uh, I'm saying 65, 66, somewhere in that range. So 69. Getting close to that in a couple of years when we face them, it'll be on. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, you know, early on, game one tip-off, thinking we got this in the bag. And then our center, uh, Dan Doinks, lost the tip-off in a, kind of a embarrassing manner. I don't know if you remember that, Dan. I do remember it. Thank you so much for bringing it up. Yeah, I yep. think he was uh I think he was 69 years old at least. I didn't 69 him, but he was 69 years of age. Uh but he won the tip. I mean, you know what guys fuck off. Yeah, it kind of set the tone for the season, so uh or at least the first half. Yeah. Um so yeah, worried uh after game 1, game 2, uh we beat I think pretty pretty easily uh a team that and we were thinking we were you know, destined for glory there after that uh, second win. But we come to find out that that team lost to every other team in the entire league. So, yeah. you know, that our, our hopes were high but shot down really quickly. And then I think we went maybe one in four, one in five, the first five or six games. So worried. And then, you know, I think uh, turned, around, turned it around in the second half and started to be a little more confident going into the playoffs. It's true, Coach Cuse, and, and without your steady hand and your leadership skills, I don't know that we would have got there, but I also want to give credit to another one of your teammates, my teammates, Dan Doink's teammates. It's Rick Fieldsman. He was the four-slash-five, not, definitely not a stretch-four because, you know, not big range on that jumper, but <laughs> Rick Fieldsman. I want to know, and America wants to know here on Grey Ball segment that everybody was asking for, what what were the emotions when you got a call, text, or a telegram from Coach Cuse asking you to be on the 2019-2020 Grey Ball? Uh, thanks, thanks, Phil, <clears throat> for bringing it up. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a very emotional moment in my life, so just give me a second. <clears throat> uh, All time in the world. So I remember the uh, the date, the date of the uh, – I received a text message from Coach Cuse. Uh, the date was 2019. <laughs> it, the date was 2019, and it said, would you like to be a member of the Grey Balls? And I remember my initial reaction was absolutely not. Not interested. Um, I did not respond to the original text. Uh, a week went by. Coach Cuse sent a follow-up text asking for more confirmation. I sent a note to Dan Doinks, uh, who happens to be the other number four, number five, and I said, we're not actually considering this, are we? And he wrote back, if I'm not doing it, you're not doing it. And it stayed a little bit stagnant for a little bit. And I remember Coach Cuse, um, he, he actually came over to my house. He um, he rang the doorbell. I didn't answer, obviously, but he sent me another. 
he sent me another note asking if uh, I would be on, and uh, I said yes, and uh, that moment changed my life. It uh, it definitely changed my last six months, uh, but definitely changed my life too. And uh, it was a, it was a great moment. So uh, thanks for asking me about about that. So Rick, I have a question. Obviously, we all know the uh, Fieldsman Shake, which is a popular drink, which is obviously uh, cayenne pepper and and cum, but. When you're doing the fieldsman shake on the court, what's your angle? What's what's going through your head as you're trying to position yourself for the proper fieldsman shake? And is cum actually involved on the court? It is not. Uh, I haven't uh, heard or seen that term in 12 years. Uh, I have no reference to, the, to what that encompasses. Uh, the fieldsman shake. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, step number one, acquire the ball. <laughs> Okay, so you receive the ball. I like that. You like it high. You like it low. I'm more curious. When does the the uh, the coming come into play? No, step. Uh, the most important part is just get it into my hands. We still talking about the basketball, or so? What's that ball? Uh, uh, it's once I get the ball. Um, I then I go one way, but I actually don't go that way, and I go the other way, and then I shoot the ball, and that's the fieldsman shake. I, it's it's not complicated, but it's not easy. It's not it's not something that you can just you know pick up off the street. So uh, I'm glad you asked about it. This is a uh, zero dunks exclusive. Uh, yeah, that was that was a beautiful answer, Coach Cuse. We're staring at the trophy right now, which is a treat for all of us. Where's the weirdest place this trophy has been since we became champions of the world, the last champions? Um, yeah, well, it's got to be at, you know, Davey No Behavy's place because it's basically been sheltered in place with him and his daughter. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's uh, been at Davey. <laughs> We, all, we obviously all know that Davey's into butt play, so can we assume that this has been in his um, rectum? <laughs> uh, I, I, I cannot answer that question. I'm sorry. I plead the fifth on that one. You know, he's uh, Davey No Behavior is the most integral part of this team, so I don't want to risk not having him back next season so uh, i'm gonna not answer that question well as you can't say it as a gm but i definitely will if you have a name like no behavior this definitely has been near your genitalia in some fashion so no, that's that's fair and obviously if you've, if you've ever met no behavior um speaking of trying to break the team up we got a uh, a message from a loyal listener um this is a good time to mention that we're sponsored by anchor after we're you know talking about all sorts of things this episode um so let's let's all let's all tune in and, and see what loyal listener i don't know who it is what what he has to say what he wants to ask gray balls what's up doinkers so saw the on anchor so decided I would uh, leave this message for you since you were asking people to leave messages. There's been lots of talk on the podcast about free agent signings and the draft. 
for the Bears. But I was wondering, what kind of free agent signings and draftees are you getting into gray balls to help defend your championship? Let me know. Later. Ooh, that is a hard-hitting question. I'm so glad. Oh. Um, well, you know, I think going into the next season, we're probably going to have to make some hard choices. Um, you know, I think, you know, that the hard, hardest choice for anyone on the team is, do I really have to do this for another season? <laughs> so I've been d- getting a lot of that. Um, you know, no one's really saying that publicly, but it's interesting. I'm getting a lot of kind of hearing a lot of side chatter about that. So I'm starting oh. to get concerned, uh, going uh, into next I, year. Do you want to name any names? I don't think this is the correct forum to stir up any trouble. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to go there. If you had a player on your team who maybe left his shoes at the gym after the championship game, and that's a concern moving forward, would, would that player be cut by chance or be a risk for next year? I'm asking for a friend, and that friend is me. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is a little concerning, right? I mean, it's hard to play competitive 35-and-up men's in real basketball without any shoes, so... Um, yeah, they might have to. Uh, they might be a uh, deciding factor in the off season. We'll see. Coach Cuse, I'm glad you know. I'm glad you're here in Chicago and Rick Fieldsman's side yard. We moved over to his side yard because the backyard was flooded with rats, and I got bit six times. Coach Cuse, outside of a virus that nobody can see, but it tastes like shit. What obstacles do you think are in the way of gray balls? defending their title next year um i think that's maybe it you know maybe a second wave or a separate pandemic altogether those might be the only two things that could stop us at this point i mean you know again are are we are we talking about the gold bracket or the silver one no silver okay yeah so we're good we're not yeah there's no there's no risk there um you know, and to be honest, someone the other day on the squad reached out and asked if we should up our goals a little bit and and try to take on the gold bracket. What was your response to that? Um, I shot it down immediately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got to I've got to think about recruiting these guys for another season. So, um, let's keep that bar really low. Yeah. Is there any truth to the rumor that you might purchase a Peanuts Bar and Grill in downtown Naperville? Um. They're a sponsor, right? Walnuts. Walnuts is. is. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. When we, they were lacking hams um, after, was it the championship night they had no hams? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> they had hams that night. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Peanuts. You buying it or not? What the fuck? Um, LOI? I don't know. It's It's going to be a tough decision. Um, you know, it's like, do we have to pony up collectively 2000 or $3,000? Like, so I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I think it's going to be, uh, probably a no brainer when we, when we figure out the, the finances on this, but it seems like we've got a lot of support on the team and, uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Coach Cuse, uh, a little bit of a personal question. Uh, I have yet to wear it, to wash my Fieldsman jersey. Uh, have there been any internal or external complaints that anybody should know about? Great, great question. Um, again, I probably don't want to have to publicly um, make a comment on that. So, 
I <laughs> just trying to keep my pulse on the league, trying to keep my pulse on the uh, current requirements to enter or exit a public place. Um, a lot of strict exit rules, I think, from a, from a lot of places right now. Um, it's uh, it's just a it's just a question that I thought I would uh, pose out there, and thank you, and I'll uh, I'll mute and listen to your response. Thank you. Coach Cuse, at, at your you know, you got your ear to the grindstone and your thumb on the wheel. <laughs> Sorry to hear about your ear on that grindstone. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds painful. Uh, you're, you're high up there with communications with the league. Is there any truth to the rumor that Fred touched somebody in the showers? <laughs> in the showers. And I don't even mean inappropriately, but just, you know, pre-COVID times, did did Fred do something at Fort Hill? Wow. Uh, really throwing the tough questions out there. Again, Bill, I cannot uh, answer that in a public forum. We need a, uh, we need a, a partner to be able to play next year and i don't want to completely alienate our our uh our league i'll be honest coach i feel like davy no behavior would have easily answered all these questions so do you feel like he should step into the gm role to answer questions like has fred touched anyone in the showers at the naperville gym where he may or may not be wearing my basketball shoes. This has been the return. <laughs> of Grey Balls, the world champions of all the world. Give me my fucking shoes back, Fred. Sponsored by Hams and Anchor. Zerdoxanic segment. in The Last Dance, an incredible documentary that everybody dove deep, including Dan Wiederer. Uh, did it live up to your expectations? Did it finish the way it started? What do you think? Oh, it finished me very well. Uh, no, it was fucking great. I'm sad it's over. I'm sure Dan Wiederer is on suicide watch right now because that's all he had to talk about. I fucking loved it. I jotted down a few questions with the last few episodes. You want me to run through a couple of them? Please do. All right. Uh, Reggie Miller mentioned uh, he referred to Jordan as Black Jesus. You ever heard that? I I have not, but um, I'm probably the wrong audience as I'm whiter than most salt you see in... Uh, Morton's is, is Morton's the salt company. <laughs> salt Bay, 
You know Salt Bay? Yeah. Salt Bay. He's he's Tur- weird. Turkish. Turkish. He's Turkish. Uh, Rick, how do you know that he's Turkish? And B, do you have a problem with it? A love Salt Bay. Uh, B zero. Doing's problem with it. Um, I let me just give you my take on the Last Dance. Uh, the Bulls were a basketball team in the '90s, and they were very good. They um, it met all, all my expectations that I had for it, and um, I'll kick it back over to you. What? Wait, wait, wait. What expectations did you have for it going in, Rick Fieldsman? And have you describe actually scratch that question? Describe what a basketball looks like. Um, my expectations for. By the way, I should note I've only seen one episode of the documentary. Um, my expectations were that it would cover the Chicago Bulls of the late nineties. And so far, it has met all of my expectations. Mm-hmm. A basketball is uh, very leathery, and um, I'll kick it over to Dan Doyce. Thank you so much for kicking it over to me. Uh, Bill, what are your thoughts on the pizza story? That's... I'm going to drill down a little bit and assume you're talking about the pre- <laughs> pre-game five pizza. You got it. Michael Jordan delivered Salt Lake City, small town, yet a big town, delivers a za to his hotel door, eats the whole pizza. That's yeah, what that's the one thing that? I definitely learned. Oh, yeah. And he said there were five delivery guys making yeah. sure that he got the pizza, and he was sick at like 2.30, called Tim Grover, Ernie yep. Burt, whatever. And what else happened? I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, he's like. Tim Grover gets the pizza. He's like, something's not right here. Don't eat the pizza, Michael. Why do you let him eat it? Like, I, I'm not buying any of the pizza story. I don't. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think? Well, Rick, you're an expert in diseases. What do you think Michael Jordan had going into game five of 98? I Finals. think, I, think um, I have not seen the this latest development. I had a lot of questions about the pizza. Question number one. What toppings were on the pizza? Question number two. Come. What what time was the pizza delivered again? 1.69 a.m. Standard pizza delivery time. Um, I, I here, Here's the thing about Michael. If he loved anything, it was a hot slice of pizza. So do I believe he ate pizza? Yes. Do I think that caused the flu? Maybe. Is am I going to watch the episode? Probably not. So that's that's where my uh, my thoughts begin and end with that pizza story. Thank you so much for sharing that pizza story. <laughs> that was that brought a tear to my penis. So I got two more things on the jazz. Love uh, to hear your jazz thoughts. Okay. Uh, we can all agree that they have the most racist-looking fans in the oh NBA, right? Like the whitest yes. crowd ever. And Jordan Doinks, who is very politically correct, I brought up that point. I was like, don't they all look real creepy and racist? She's like, oh, fuck yes. Yep. She hammered that point home for me. So thanks, Jordan Doinks. You'll never listen to this. And the other thing that struck out that I learned uh, through this series is... Uh, Brian Russell 
Utah Jazz player who was supposed to be the Jordan stopper. Uh, I learned last night his name wasn't Byron. I thought that since the mid-90s that it was Byron Russell. And last night I was convinced everyone was saying his name wrong out of disrespect. Nope, it's Brian Russell. Am I the only one there? It's uh, Rick, what do you think? You're an expert in, in uh, first and middle names. So I wouldn't say you're wrong there. Uh, however, I have no clue who you're talking about, so I'm going <laughs> to kick it over to uh, Bulls extraordinaire, Bill Doyce. Thank you so much, Rick Fieldsman. You're one hell of a driver here. God, if you were if you were a jockey, I'd want to put my horse back right into your grundle. Dan Doinks. Uh, Hold on a second. Yeah, go ahead. Settle up. You've answered almost as many questions as Coach Cuse did in the gray ball segment. So I'm going to put you both maybe on like secret probation here for for zero doinks. Do you think they would have won seven? No, I don't. I actually remember I watched uh, game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals potentially with Rick Fieldsman and Coach Cuse at Rory Doinks's house. You might have been there. You might not have been. Hard to say. But I remember at that point thinking, the shit might end tonight. And if not, like they looked old really fast, as they talked about a bit with the uh, the Jazz series, right? What do you What do you think? Should they have? Uh, well, it's like two different questions. Would they have won in, in a seventh or? Should they have tried? I feel, I feel like they would not have won. Should they have tried? Yes. Why the fuck not? But no, it felt like they were done at the end there. Um, it was interesting, though, to hear Jordan say it, and he's like, everyone would have come back except for probably Pippen. Yeah. I don't know that Phil would have. Yeah. Right? I don't no. know. No. I don't blame him. Right. Phil would be like, fuck off every right. shit on him for an entire year after – Winning five going into that sixth championship year, I, I don't blame him for being saying fuck off. I agree. Turned out okay for him. Yeah, no doubt about it. He made a lot of money being the championship coach for the Lakers. Uh, we did not really talk last episode about this because we did not have much of an outline and or agenda. Uh, Mitch Trubisky had his fifth year declined. We have not talked about this at all. Um, they kind of waited till the last minute to announce such things. A, were you surprised? B, do you agree with the decision by racist Matt N- Matt Nagy? <laughs> racist Ryan Pace throwing Matt Nagy into the- <laughs> Jesus fuck. Christ, we only have room for one racist in Hallis Hall. It's true. Uh, yeah, uh, so Matt Nagy, yeah. no, not surprised. That's the right move. I never understood why he'd pick up Mitch's fifth year just on the chance that he might get better. He might figure it out. That's not fucking happening. You don't bring in Big Dick Nick and then just be like, oh, here you go, Mitch. Here's another year for you. No, fuck that. Uh, it was the right move. I I don't know. Fuck that guy. Just send a message, too. The worst case scenario is for the Bears not picking it up is that he's awesome in some fashion. and You just sign him to a regular deal after that. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Or franchise tag him. I mean, they have options. There was no need to pick it up just for the sake of doing it. What do you think? I agree. I uh, think it would have been stupid because 
I think the only way that it's guaranteed the following year is if they enter the offseason injured and like a physical proves that they are injured. It's kind of weird. Not a big uh, doctor or physical guy. I haven't um, <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, haven't been to the doctor in a bit. Um, I've got. Last time I was there, they told me I had thick valves, and <laughs> I know what they meant. Did you say thick valves? Yeah, thick How valves. How many Cs? Uh, yeah, and to be honest, you know, I thought they meant I had, like, huge veins in and around my two testicles. So Isn't I Isn't your doctor Davey no Behavy? Uh <laughs> He's no, but he is a recommended local gynecologist. Um, it, it, what do you think? Like, if if somebody if somebody gave you a doctor appointment that you didn't make, would you go to that appointment? Go. Uh, out of respect and curiosity, I absolutely would go to that doctor's appointment <laughs> if it was in the back of no <laughs> Davy No Behavy's house. And he brings out that trophy. I'm fucking running. Because you know that thing's going in your butt pretty quickly. Sports are back in Germany. We mentioned earlier with the Bundesliga. I still don't know what sport it is. Uh, Baseball seems back if the players agree to a whole bunch of stuff that is not advantageous to their lives. Um, Did you see, like, the policy and procedure stuff if they were to come back? No. Nope. Okay, let's move on. It was in the Athletic by Ken Rosenthal. Okay, and might, you know I what? It just, caught give, you. just tell me if baseball's back or not. Like I'm sick of reading shit about boo, boo, the players are not getting the money. Boo, boo, the owners, boo, not, we're not opening our books. Boo, 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 boo. Just tell me if it's coming back or not. Yeah. Just give me a fucking date. Fourth uh, of July, is it happening or not? Let's do it. Yeah. God bless America. Uh, yeah, I'm an owner. You want to see my book? You better show me a picture of Rick Fieldsman's dick then. Otherwise, no trade, no deal. This has been episode eight, season two of Zero Dunks. Did we forget anything? Did we leave anything off the I don't the know menu? how that's fucking possible. We've been in Rick's yard. I think I got here at 1030 in the morning. I don't know how that's possible. It's at least 2 a.m. right now. <laughs> Dan Doink's pleasure being here. Thank you, Rick Fieldsman. Thank you, Coach Cuse. Thank you, Dustin. Real Vikings fan? What? I, I don't, that I don't Vikings know. fan? I that, believe. That's it. That's, yep. that's the one. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure, Bill. It has. This there has been squirrely as fuck, but I've enjoyed it. <laughs> it has been. Uh Make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star after this performance in particular. If you don't, you you fucking kill yourself. Exactly. Uh, Thank you to our loyal listeners for hanging in there. We apologize. Thank you, and you're welcome. See you next episode. Zerdikes. Thumbs. Looking to engage with Bill and Dan Doinks on social media, but you're too afraid to ask where? I'll keep it easy for you. Follow us at Zero Doinks on Instagram and Twitter. You can shoot us an email if that's your style, zerodoinks at gmail.com, or visit us online, zerodoinks.com. That's where some more magic happens. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to engaging with you and giving you a huge virtual hug on social media. 
East Chicago, Indiana for this interview. Absolutely. This is Hams and Bread America's favorite gambling segment. Uh, <laughs> Rick. So, Rick, you recently, you recently, so, you recently celebrated a birthday. Take a moment to thank our sponsor, Anchor and Ham's Beer. <laughs> Can you remember your fears? Can you remember how it felt to cry? All of your nightmare tears. Never figured out the reason why. Can you remember the sorrow? The way you felt like the world would end. Can you remember tomorrow? Can you learn to be your own best friend? When they tried to break your heart, you didn't fall apart, you just kept kept on going. going.